Well, hopefully it'll work. Hopefully at least you got the phone working. Yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Chat from the Deep, our weekly live stream post-session discussion. We talk about what happened during D&D. This is the chat for session 17. Almost old enough to vote here in Call from the Deep. Uh, so you don't watch that session yet, please go do that now because there will be spoilers. I'm your DM, Eric, and joining me we have Gottwald's player, Chris. Hello! So orange. Max player, Raymond. <laughs> Hello. Joining us from the phone, Eric. which I appreciate. Eric's. So. Of the Eric's. It's just like, like like a cat with a toy. It's it is it orange. is just so fucking distracting, man. I don't know what to tell you. I've never seen you in this orange before in my life. It's I can't be the only one distracted by it. And it's not even your fault because you say it's not that orange, but it's man, it's not it's not orange at all. It is red. It is red. I'm, red. You've I'm seen sorry. this T-shirt before. You've seen this this particular like. The, the book cover with like it's like a red the red old Dungeons and Dragons book it's like a it's red. Hang on, I'm still fixing the. Let's turn us on there. There we go. You're so you're so high up on your camera. I was trying to even you out, but there's like no clearance on your head, so it's not working. Oh yeah. There you go, my phone. No, you're fine. It's the orange bastard I'm trying to fix. Uh, you're well. You're not fine. Your your right? phone's like half cut off, but yeah. I don't know how much I want to adjust yours. See what I can do. Right. You're not normally on your phone. There we go. I'm gonna spend this whole chat just fixing everybody's webcam. So <laughs> <laughs> just deal with it. Cuts off right there. Uh. So yeah, this was. I don't know how much I want to talk about it. Um. The tricky situation here is this you're you're going into a dungeon crawl basically but right you just had a lot to do in terms of your resources and your adventuring day and I'm very conscious of that and I try to pace things out okay and I obviously wanted to not make this a big long slog of a dungeon crawl uh, and mm. that's, that's why it kind of felt like, I guess I'm getting ahead of things because we also did a little non theater of the mind stuff beforehand, but that's why I want to do all these little pocket battles instead of these big, long, oh, yeah. bigger fights like, with like, like armies of dudes or something. But anyway, more we, battles that are slightly easier. Yeah. So the beginning of the session, as we teased last time was to, uh, end the Harbor attack, the docks under siege. I still broke my webcam there, didn't I? Yep. Um, and get you guys to go into the city for this new threat. Which was basically, like, Kalinar telling you, hey, uh, you're, we're done here, you can go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> which you guys picked up on, and that was uh, good, and I gave you guys a bunch of potions, because I realized, oh, yeah. And part of my worry, too, was coming off of that big battle where, like, so many of you were very drained and injured. <clears throat> and, um, I... Definitely want to give you all those potions, give you a chance to short rest. I even give Sovereign like another arcane recovery because I'm looking at it going, mm -hmm. gosh, they still have like this whole other section to do. Yeah. And this has been a pretty big adventuring day for you guys. It has, yeah. And I forget, and, I forget well, what the yeah. I was gonna say one thing I can talk about, as scripted in the book, 
there's a, a pretty big battle encounter uh, on the way to uh, on the streets. On the way to the temple. On, on the way to the temple, yeah. The the ghost ship. I can just talk about this because we're past it. The ghost ship animates a bunch of zombies from like a, a graveyard, and the zombies come out and start terrorizing people and attacking them. And initially, I was like, okay, ah. that's pretty cool. But I don't really want to use zombies. I thought maybe I can use it as a skill challenge and just have them deal with the zombies without fighting them, or maybe I can use some other interesting undead. Uh, I was talking about this last week, and then we had the session last week, and then I came on this week and was like, all right, I don't want to do any. Basically anything that's going to drain their resources because they got so hammered in oh, right. from last week's session. Like, they're all hurting. They've spent a lot of their stuff. Obviously, they can short rest, but still, I just want to get them to this next area as soon as possible. Because I know this area is going to have some, uh, you know, battles and already drain their resources. So, normally, I would be pretty excited about, you know, throwing some kind of unique situation at you guys. But this was a... I had already thrown so many like yeah. events and things. It just felt like pacing wise, we didn't need anything to happen there. So instead, I I, sure, I even thought about yeah. like scripting some kind of things. I was like, you know what? Let's just kind of play it by ear. Let you guys, we'll just describe people in the streets and just kind of almost do like falling action from the previous major battle. So you guys could just kind of talk to people and I just describe, just montaging you guys to the next site, a chance to, yeah, just chat and have some dialogue before getting into this next area. Right, right, okay, yeah. Yeah, I think we are at the, like, top top end of what, like, the book would call, like, an adventuring dead. I don't, I don't know, like, how it many... It doesn't happen very often, yeah. With, yeah, what's with the number, I don't know, I forget what the number is, something like four encounters, five encounters in a day, well, something like that, and two short rest. I can't, I can't remember what the numbers were. The thing is, you can you can define encounters as not necessarily a combat encounter, well, but something true, that, can. like, yeah. challenges the party, has a, uh, requires them to expend resources, which hit points is a resource. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't even have anything like that. Like, I literally, it was just going to be, like, dialogue and stuff, like, you know, coming right, at you. Right, right. So... Yeah, so hopefully that wasn't ended up being too uh, boring, I guess, for that first part, because it's tough to keep up the pacing. It was like I could make a chase sequence here with the ship, and it, but I would literally like I was coming off that last session going, they kind of need a breather and just a chance to like, I don't know, just not do anything too crazy. <laughs> yeah, I have a question though. Yeah, because I feel like there's one part that we thought, at least I I was, and I think I think other people started to treat it like that way too, but I don't know that you were intending it for mm. it to be that way. The temple, when we, when we first got inside the temple, and there was you described a bunch of stuff going on, and w was that supposed to be like a skill check sort of challenges sort of thing? Because I, I kind of thought you were describing like, oh, there's a person bleeding out, there's a fire, there, there was something else you said too, and I'm like, all right, this is, these are problems we have to handle. But then it seemed like when we went to go fire to solve the fire, you were just kind of like, okay, yeah, you solved the fire, it's, don't worry about it. Like, it wasn't actually a skill check that you were looking for or, or a challenge that you were looking for. I mean, in order to do a skill challenge, I think you need to have uh pass fail and like grading scales of things happening. And I didn't really have any strict consequences for any of that okay. stuff. It was just like, Hey, yeah. do you want to just, you kind of just rely on your players. Like, Hey, just step up and do things. Right. It's like, I don't really, I don't really want to gamify this more than I have to right here. So I, I'm not saying skill challenges are bad. There's definitely some good situations for them. 
But I, I feel like in this situation, it wasn't like, a, what's the fail state? Like, oh, that person ends up dying or something. I, you could, I guess. But again, we, we've come off all these things. Well, I wasn't kinda, gonna... I, that's honestly, that's what I, was exp uh, that's what yeah. I thought was happening. I thought like the fire was going like, to get bigger if we didn't deal with it. Yeah. It, it was more just kind of background flavor. And then if you guys uh, wanted okay. to rush through and just like, oh, we ignore all. It was just kind of a chance for role playing, honestly. Okay. Or do you want to yeah, stop yeah. and save people and everything? Which I did. I did award you guys inspiration. For stopping and helping um, yeah, people. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So that was, I guess that was a reward for what we were doing. Yeah, that was my only uh, thought process for that. But otherwise, I would have allowed for whatever happening. I just didn't want to, I just wasn't gaming a fine, I keep using that term, but yeah, like throwing challenges or checks at you at you guys throughout this whole first part, just because I knew we had just come off of a lot of shit, and then I knew we were going into uh, a thing. I'm curious to know what you guys thought was, was coming up. Did you have any... Because I know that it's it feels like the ghost ship kind of comes out of nowhere, and and the I think I mentioned this last time. The ghost ship is what's scripted to attack Neverwinter, and that's the only thing that attacks Neverwinter. What I did is I mm. combined attacks from different cities into one zone to make this huge, multi-fronted, like a united force of all these different creatures attacking so, a single place. I and I remember initially last week you were like, "I wasn't even sure this ghost ship was like part of the attacking force," right, which is right. which is a fair assessment. Yeah. Um, as it is in the book, maybe you can't talk about this, but as it is in the book, like, we came here because of the invasion from all these different, all these armies. In the book, like, what gets us here for the ghost ship, if it's just the ghost ship? Well, no, it's still, I guess that's a good question. Um, I mean, I guess, because what got us here for this was, like, the on the island, we saw the like order to go invade Neverwinter. Like, so that part's still just a ghost ship. No, that that part's still scripted as like, hey, we're attacking. The change is we're attacking multiple cities with different forces, uh -huh. and the ghost ship is attacking Neverwinter, and like the Sawagan are attacking Waterdeep or something. So it like splits so it up it, that way. So it way. becomes more of like a choose your own adventure. Like like oh, there's three places being attacked. Which one do you want to go address? Like like a Storm that King's Thunder situation or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you deal with like the one threat, and this would in each area, and it's like the one threat. And so uh, it's a much more scaled down, and it basically becomes uh, each one kind of has like this style dungeon crawl too, where it's like they're all after oh, okay. something that's a dungeon crawl situation, and then there's obviously some fighting like you know, when the streets are harbor. And then I was like, well, let's just combine all of that into one uh, city. And then we've turned into a much bigger cinematic yeah. climactic battle. And, but I'll still okay. only use one of the dungeon crawl goal things that's happening. And I, and I actually liked the one that was in Neverwinter's uh, the best out of all three. Gotcha, and it fit okay. with my story really well. As you can tell, I was able to like pull Toral into it with pulling yeah. in and having this cool twist at the end about what's, uh, what your what your actual target is Whatever and what you're going is. after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And then in terms of this uh dungeon, I think I actually kept it pretty similar to how it's written with just basic skeletons. And it's not thankfully I'm gonna say like it, it was it, it well it, it a lot of little fights, which yes. went very quickly, which I appreciate. That, yeah. That's the only. That's the only way you do multiple. I feel like, well, we're only level five, but like big fights take the whole session sometimes, right? So, like these, yeah. I was impressed with how quickly we were getting through these little fights with just little dudes. Little fights with little dudes, yeah. And 
yeah, it was that I knew it was going to be that going into it. it was like skeletons are really, you know, low level. You guys are fifth level. You guys have been through a lot, but you were able to short rest, kind of get your power back. And then I didn't expect yeah. this to take too much. Basically, it all comes down to this one kind of big fight. And it was just meant to kind of use up a little bit of resources and slow you guys down and uh, just kind of tease what's going. But yeah, this even though it, it it's, looks like a big dungeon, it's at, there's actually not a lot uh, going on inside. One thing I did change was it. I mean, it, it there is a collapsed rubble there on the eastern side of that one room. Um, you can clear the rubble, which you did, and you can actually go down into that tunnel and end up uh, going around into the boss room from a uh, the from the tunnel. Basically, end up right there. Oh, okay. I, I thought about letting you guys do that. Weirdly, as written, it was the the priest is there with like two big burly koatoas. And it just, it's its really scripted oddly. It, it's because the whole thing is written one way and it's like, oh, and if the pirate, undead pirates are here, then obviously there's these bad guys here, these bad guys here. But it mentions that the, the priest and the two Koatoa guys are like just waiting, uh, two other ones that like bigger, stronger stat block are just like waiting in the tunnel and, and it, it's written like, and they'll pop out like two rounds into, into combat with the boss fight or something. I was like, well, A, two rounds is a long time. He's just sitting there. And yeah. B, what if they go into the tunnel and just see those guys like waiting there, like ready to join the battle? Like it just didn't make any sense to me. So I thought it'd be much interest more interesting to move the priest to the rubble side and be like, no, he's trapped in there. And then that allows me to, to do some nice further context okay. with having the NPC in the dungeon saying, hey, let me tell you a little bit more about what's going on and maybe add yeah. a little bit of comic relief to the whole thing. Right, yeah. With the good, good, good character. Good characters. Yeah. Just men who like who were talk very talkative. <laughs> I, you know, chat had a had a fun point that they brought up where I was like, I don't know how the players will do this. Where they said, you know, Eric, when you were in the underwater uh, ship dungeon, the undead was your ally, and all the fish guys were the enemies. And now you're putting them in a situation where the undead are enemies and the fish guys are their allies. Are they going to immediately like cop to that and be on board? And mm. I was like, I guess we'll find out. But uh, so I'm curious what, from your point of view, what you thought was going down when you arrived and how you made those decisions. I mean, maybe I'm not the right person to ask because like, I, I, I we, we never fought Koa before though, right? No, you have Swaggin. not. Yeah, so I, I just know the difference between Well, look at you. So your your character's just like, not you know, no, these are completely I mean, different I kinds of fish maybe people. That, maybe that is metagaming a little bit, but, well, maybe, no, maybe not. Maybe, uh, maybe, you would definitely uh, be able, even a layman would, would could tell the difference between a, a fish person and a shark person, I think. Yes, yes, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, initially, even initially, I was like, oh, I mean, they could be, you know, villains. But I don't know, there was something you did early on, like you had them try to talk to us or something, like right off the bat. Something like that. I don't remember what you did. I did. Yeah. It was like kind of, it's kind of like, like, oh, they're trying to communicate, and they're, and they're being attacked by the people we're chasing. So, yes. you know, immediately that that kind of puts them on the good foot. That was certainly a goal of mine, but I was still curious to see what your reaction would be. Like, wait, we're down here in the vault. Like, there's a bunch of people that were, and then we're down here in these lower vaults, and now we're saving fish people. This is very odd. Right, and like the right. fish people it were all odd. the enemies. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Yep. So the, the confusion hey, I, was I by design. I don't know what's going on down yeah. here. Yeah, that, and that's fine, but I just... Yeah, I've only I been... I mean, next session will we'll test that even further because it sounds like we're fighting on the side of a tentacle monster of some kind. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to go. But... Yeah, and I loved that uh, I could uh, tease more of it through Toral. It's really great when I can use a player character's connection in some way yeah, to yeah. further draw them into like the main 
uh, plot of what's going on. And right. I was even going to start doing it uh, two weeks ago. Uh, Reese wasn't here oh, for that, but Reese I was, was I was going to yeah. start teasing at the end of that session. And then I, I could obviously do it throughout uh, this session pretty effectively. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, there are no maps for any other stuff, so it's just uh, this lower, which I had there was at one point. Like, should we have a map by now? And I was like, I was thinking, like, I've gotten them this far without showing a map, and nobody said anything. And then she finally brought something up, and I was like, see, I know my players are going to need a map yeah, real soon. Yeah, yeah. How much theater of the mind can you get away with? Yeah, that much. Basically, basically, when you just when you start describing danger like, elements and I danger think. and enemies, yeah. then it's like, all right, you're you're moving beyond. I, I need a map now, now. Buddy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. It was tricky because none of the other stuff. It, it, it was. It's it's just a few sentences in the book until you get here. So I'm like, well, oh yeah, like I gotta still feed the mind them like all the way here. I don't want to necessarily just literally teleport them to the temple at all these lower vaults. So I wanted to get through. You know all the danger and stuff that was going on, but no, I didn't have any set any of that set up as like skill challenges or stuff. Yeah, this map, by the way, if folks are wondering, is from the Ghosts of Saltmarsh Discord server. Uh, there's an entire subsection for Call from the Deep, and one of the channels is maps and resources. And this was one of the maps that was posted there, so it's not it's just freely available uh, on there. I think the user was G-N-U-C-H-A-N or something like that who posted it and made it on one of the map-making websites. But that is... Uh, go to the... It's the Ghosts of Saltmarsh Discord server. And then there's a Call from the Deep subsection and there's a Maps channel under all that. You can you can find uh, this image because nice. all, all the Call from the Deep maps and all the Ghosts of Saltmarsh maps are, of course, the shitty black and white nothing maps. So Yeah. But this is an exact recreation. I could literally... I copied and pasted the dynamic lighting from the shitty one and put it on top of this one and made just a few minor ah, adjustments okay. and literally it was like one for one. So nice, huge nice. plus on somebody just remaking this map completely. And a, yes, and a yes. rare. That's what I found with a lot of the. I don't know, a lot of the they were black and white. Because I, mean, I remember this because you were you. I saw I don't know if it was Discord or on YouTube where you mentioned Dungeons of the Mad Mage. I had that people have done the same thing with that. Where, yeah. Like the old the old original version of the maps. People have made really Recreation, nice yeah. like recreations, one-to-one recreations that you can just plop in. It's a big advantage uh, and a big reason why I like to run the official material. And mm. this is not technically, Call for the Deep is not a first-party official campaign, uh, Salt Marshes, but it's popular enough, uh, a, a major campaign from the DM's Guild, that, that just enough people have made some nice colored maps where I don't have to try to fuck around with any of that and yeah. I can do some maps. Now there's still going to be areas where I'm going to have to come up with other map resources because they're not from any of those books. That's always been the case of campaigns we run. Yeah. But yeah, a big reason why I want to run established things and not just like straight up homebrew is because it's just the fucking maps. It's just easier to be able to find yeah. uh, already existing resources for that and just make little adjustments as I need to. And I thought this was a good sized map. It was not very densely packed. It had some cool designs to it. Um, I really liked the spiral staircase going to the water thing and the whole, you know, underwater dungeon is going to be a neat yeah, is, backdrop. I, yeah, the underwater dungeon and like... The, like, the, like the partial tethered, underwater, like, uh, like yeah, the exploration yeah. part was fine and it's like, oh shit, it's when we get to like the a, end... It's like a submerged labyrinth is almost the, the vibe I'm getting and it's just kind of a neat setup. Yeah. yeah. It's like technically you could swim up 20 feet and be, be at the surface of the water, but all the, if you're at ground level, it's all uh, submerged. So yeah. Yeah, and honestly, yeah. that's going to be tough to try to figure out is the elevation change the underwater combat rules it's all gonna get a little wonky so i'm glad we've got like a full session to figure out this yeah. big 
uh, this big fight. But even even as far as big boss fights go, this one's going to be unique because technically the biggest creature in the room may be your ally. Right. So it right. might not actually be that devastating of a huge battle, and it's the big target. So it's almost more of like a you've got a, a protection mission versus a trying to defeat some big creature mission. Mm-hmm. But I, I did look at this pacing being like, all right, after we do the docks, which will take up a full session, which it did, um, I think two sessions to do, uh, this is called the House of Knowledge. And mm. uh, yeah, I think it's going to fit out exactly because you guys made it all the way to basically the beginning of the, the boss fight. And then I, I really don't think this fight will take a full session. I guess we'll see. Okay. Um, and then we can do falling action from that, I think. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Which I guess I tip my hat that this is the final part of it, but yeah, I don't. I don't plan on like I mean, stringing you guys sense. along for yeah. another thing. Like at this point, how I don't know I'm how many. Saying, like, like I said at the beginning, like we're we're stretching the yeah. Count it up. How many encounters day. have we done on one adventuring day? Essentially, starting from. Boats. So one we on, had th- three on boats. Just th- just yes. boat boat boat. Three on boats, which was over one. One, one on the harbor that was a really big one. One really big one on the harbor. Yep, it was a full session. And then, so that's four. Now we're on four, and then I guess the dungeon you cut is a fifth because it was pretty. They're all well. You could short. do individual if you want to do individual battles. You could, but yeah. No, but yeah, I wouldn't count like all the individual skeleton fights tonight and each individually. It'd be, yeah, I would maybe like, count all of those as one encounter. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I think. I think. So I think maybe that's, that's five, and then you go into a boss yeah. fight that's like six. And then we're going into a boss fight at six. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 the upper limit of 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 a, what you do in a day. Yeah, I think so. Especially especially for spellcasters like marshals. The, the only thing I'm limited by now is that I'm out of hit dice. So yeah. if we were to short rest again, it would do me no good. Yeah. But um, or it would be a little bit of good because I get uh, some of my. Short I mean, that's like that, the secret but... to balancing. Spellcasters are so powerful in D&D, and I've read countless threads <laughs> that people post about how powerful their spellcasters are, how they nuke everything, and it's all it's yeah. always the same problem, where it's like you're letting your players long rest after like every fight or every other fight. So, of course, they're going to be able to just blast all those nukes, and your marshal's going to fall behind. <laughs> Versus if you actually have a full adventuring... Now, this is not going to happen every single time, but mm-hmm. you have a full adventuring day where suddenly I have to like give her like a mercy, like, here's another arcane recovery because holy shit there's been yeah you're only level five you got so many spell slots and you have gone through all of them not necessarily at their I'm fault surprised you didn't you didn't do what we were discussing last week and make it not mechan not like you giving her th- something but throwing a throwing a potion of arcane recovery in the box i meant to and i just fucking uh, forgot okay, I, just, I, I already okay. had the I, I had the potions all lined I mean, up what you did was fine but it was it was basically an out of game solution it versus was a, like oh there's a potion in there yeah I, I meant to do that and i i realized at the so i'll cop to that i i fucked up at the end i, I realized i hadn't updated my potions at all and i already mm. posted them on there and i was like and eh, we'll just let you do another arcane recovery there you go i forget for reasons for <laughs> but yes yeah. that was part of my i was gonna uh have her be able to heal up at least a little bit with yeah. uh and i agree Sylvan. that's a good way to describe it like the marathon encounters and it's kind of a video game thing they do sometimes too it's like when you when you get to certain points in the story like you go from fight to fight to fight to fight you know like back to back yeah and i wouldn't want to pace everything like that i think no not everything it would be sure. exhausting and not fun all the time um and sometimes it's fun for your players to be able to nuke things without really caring about having to you know track the resources over many many encounters mm-hmm. but this was clearly a very climactic situation it's been that way for several sessions and it was yeah you know 
the problem is the player for the player side they don't know how long it's it's going right that's like, fair for like, you guys I, like i don't i don't think we could have ever guessed we'd be inside the city during this exactly this yeah you're thinking all right yeah. we made it to the docks there's this big monstrous whale this is going to be the climax right here and i'm yeah. thinking like well nope i've got a whole other thing planned that you that's going <laughs> to come out of left thing. field which is why i feel like all right i gotta make sure to give you guys like a potion infusion and right. arc and recover and make sure you're back on your feet soldier to do this one final <laughs> one final area Yep. Yeah, I'm in, I'm enjoying it. Um, it's it's been different just running through a city with things to do and uh, you know, coming from that battle and trying to sustain this level of pacing over you know weeks of real time yeah. play is of course a challenge. I wouldn't want to do it much more than this for having this one like you're still have that adrenaline rush for. How many it, sessions will this have been at the end? Five, four, or five? Uh, just this, since you arrived in Neverwinter? Yeah. Like, starting with the boat, like, starting with the, the Armada. So, part one would have been the boat to Neverwinter, and then you did that first ship battle, where you, like, mm -hmm. tried to bump up against Tendrix and everything. Yeah. That was session 14. Session 15 was the two harbor battles, which was rescuing people from the ship, and then doing the big Sawagan oh, giant shark thing. Okay. That was a different session. Session 16 was the dock battle last week. Okay. This was session 17, which is running across the city, getting into the temple, having some skirmishes. And then session 18 will be the okay. finale within the temple. So okay, 14, yeah. 15, 16, 17, 18, and it'll take five, five sessions. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been comparing this uh, with folks who watch the crafting stream also with the uh, spoilers for our rhyme campaign. Uh, chapter four, which is the Shardalan dragon section, where it's also a city under attack, mm. and you all are responding to how to save that. That obviously a different right, situation, right. Um, but another thing that took like several sessions and had lots of like complications and things involved. Yeah, yeah. Can't fully go into everything yet because we haven't quite finished it, but I think I've covered... I, we, don't, we, don't, we, we don't know what these pirates are doing. We don't know what these fish are doing. We don't know what the tentacle monster is doing, so right. we have questions. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll be able to inform a lot of stuff <laughs> uh, next week thing. I think I'm excited to uh, dive into that, but it was, a, it was a cool twist to pull off here, and it really fits very nicely with what's going on in the main plot and with Twirl and everything is to have this little uh, twist about uh, what these yeah, undead pirates are here for and what's going on. Mm -hmm. Anything else about session 17? We'll be legal next week. That's right. It's exciting. I, I like to bash me some skeletons. You were fucking just, I mean, skeletons. And they have, they have, uh, what do you call it? Uh, they have weak, uh, vulnerability, vulnerability to bludgeoning damage. Yeah. So it's double damage without yeah. the double damage. I think you were still destroying them though. There was only yeah. one that you, like, I think got because of the double damage. The rest of them, like, you were straight up doing, like, 12-some damage, and a lot of them only had, like, 9 or 10 hit points. Uh, like they're, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I just kind of rolled crappy, but, yeah, they're not mm. meant to last very long. They were just little doing things. It was just sheer yeah. numbers, honestly. It's a numbers game. Yeah, exactly. And they didn't expect this kind of resistance. Yep. Uh, what's the choice of whiskey, Chris? Uh, tonight is, I'm trying to remember who, who, which person gave this to me for my birthday. I just spilled whiskey uh, all over my pants. <laughs> why, why did I say it that way? <laughs> I sound, I sound like, like intimately excited about. I just spilled whiskey all over my pants. 
like the way I sound in that it's, clip. I had to amplify. It's very quiet in the clip. It's it's funny. It's oh, it's well, maybe that's why it sounds like because I'm like because I'm like you're, talking you're to myself. Muttering I'm like it. muttering. It's oh, okay. it's from the same one. It's an up staircase, right? Is that session? It's it's from yeah. uh, the Forge of Fury. Okay. Uh, it just sounds like I'm like just like whispering. I just spilled whiskey off my pants. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> don't get that close. I to don't me. know how relevant that soundbite will be, but it makes me laugh, <laughs> so I I featured it in there. Yeah. Um. It is Irish whiskey. Uh, Middleton, I believe, or Pendleton. No, Pendleton's a Scotch, I think. Middleton. I I think it's uh. God, it's my my nieces. My brother gave this to me for my birthday. Yeah, he got like four bottles of scotch for four his bottles of scotch birthday. Had to ship them all back. Man's got to be which you fucking bought like a full bottle and it's still sitting in my liquor I know, cabinet. I know, and it's not, it's gonna sit there for a while. It's longer. gonna it's gonna well, yeah until the next time you come visit because <laughs> I th- I think you never even finished the other one that was in there too. And I don't fucking drink the thing. I finished it this, this last time I was there. Are you sure that one that no. was in the smaller like doers? I think. Oh, maybe I didn't finish that one. <laughs> It was very audacious. I, so you went and got yeah. one, and I was like, we barely touched you know it. What was gonna happen? It was a surprise birthday party. If I know people were gonna bring me, well, that's fair. Bottles, that's fair. I, <laughs> I was all like, like I bought like three of them. I was like, no, oh, two, just two. One for my mom's place, one for your place. And then that's I was true. like, oh, I should, and then everybody gets I should have done any of this. <laughs> Man is stacked full of whiskey. All right, that will do it for uh, this chat from the deep. Thank you to Chris and Raymond. Uh, for joining me and thank you all the fans for watching I'm Eric and we will see you next time bye